Hi and welcome to this new episode. Today I'm with Sasha. It's a cool story. He was a dentist, so really high status, doing really well. And then he changed everything to learn about cryptocurrencies. And then he changed again. And now he's really about building tribes here in Bali of entrepreneurs. And we discussed actually change and building tribes. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help, give a nice review or even make a donation on www.unlocked.me slash podcast. Thank you. Hi, and welcome to episode number 63 of Dreamers and Doers, where I interview people who follow their passion and use it to make the world better. And I think that's you, Sasha. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's beautiful here. So, yeah. Thanks for having me in your new home and um, mm. looking forward to drop some value you know, and drop some stories. Like I think we have a lot in common. Yeah. We come from the same background a little bit. So yeah, let's get, let's get into it. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I met you at a mastermind here in Bali and we're quite similar in a way that we like to gather people and actually we'll talk a lot about creating your tribe. But as usual, I like to start with my guest's story. So Sasha, you have had quite a, an interesting path can you share with us like all these changes that happened in your life and absolutely? Why? So I gave um, I gave my first talk about this a couple of weeks back. Like a friend of mine said, um, I want I want you to share your story. And I said never did it. Don't worry, just do it. And I put up a, a PowerPoint. So and um, I called it change everything because that's like the story of my life. Um, like even in in high school, I went to electronic school. That didn't I didn't like it and went to medicine and dentistry studied that one so I studied both medicine and dentistry um, which I, I like because of the challenge right and I found out it's um, I like cutting up people and stitching them back together and helping them but it was also all about this oh you have 700 people here and only 150 are coming in the next year and I said oh mm. hell yes I want I won't be, I'm not gonna be one of those 150 and then the next year oh, only 10% will make it I was one of the 10% mm. and um, so you like competition I love competition <laughs> I always was you know in sports and in life I always loved competition and so and then, you know, you go through, I have this usual upbringing of, you know, you go to school, don't worry about money, don't worry about how do you be, how, how money works, mm. because you don't need to learn it, you don't need to yeah. know it. My parents didn't know it, they probably were, they also were not aware how important it is to know mm. how money works and how society and how systems work. And, um, you know, you just get your degree after university, then you get your job. And you have a you have a good salary. Um, you you're happy more and more or less happy with your job. Mm -hmm. The one job you choose for life, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you get a wife. You buy a house. You make kids, and then mm -hmm. rinse and repeat. And um, you know, I went through the system, and halfway through the uni my university time, I realized it's that's weird. It doesn't doesn't really resonate with me. This this feeling of you know, when you study medicine, you have like 30, 40 different. Uh, categories of being a doctor right and but I couldn't choose a single one I didn't want to choose a single one it was so hard for me to be like I want to be a, um, a, a general surgeon I want to be a dermatologist it was just this isn't gonna be the job for the rest of my life mm. that is so weird and then I went I, I studied on top dentistry became a maxillofacial surgeon so I worked as a maxillofacial surgeon in a hospital found out how um, 
in a hospital and you're not getting treated that well as a doctor as I thought I would. I mm -hmm. thought, you know, you're getting in there, you're respected, you're going to be the person who's saving lives. But then it's in the end, it's a workplace where everybody is just looking to have his edge, you know, that oh, I, I, I don't want to be mistreated from somebody. I don't want to be stepped on by somebody. I want to have my colleagues like me. And it's just a regular workplace okay. where we just go in as patients, right? And, and unfortunately, the doctors are not getting treated so well mm -hmm. from nurses and stuff because they, yeah. Anyway, long story. And then I, f I decided, you know what? I'm going for dentistry. Forget the surgery. Forget the medicine. Um, let's go into dentistry. Okay. Worked as a dentist. And then unfortunately had um, chronic pain. So I'm from this posture of working, mm. I unfortunately um, got chronic pain every day. And um, now I was in a dilemma of, damn it, um, I'm now a full-fledged dentist. I can work. I was working in an office. I had the whole office for myself because the dentist had Parkinson and I just took over. And, but I was working every day with pain, you know. And then um, I did that for a while took some time off, like went backpacking for 13 months to really soul search, but didn't find it, didn't find my soul, yeah. didn't find my purpose. Went back into dentistry, more pain, um, you know, could, until like 2017, I couldn't take it anymore. And then, um, you know, looked into money, finally. You know, mm. I was 33, and then I finally looked into what is money. It's How so interesting because I started looking into it four months ago. Yeah. And I started, I guess you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Which is a classic. <clears throat> I I started reading it later, mm -hmm. but um, I looked into podcasts. I looked into investing, <clears throat> but not rich that put it. But I, mm. <coughs> oh no, no, sorry, it's, tr it's not true. It actually, one one of the first books I read. Okay, you know, and it was absolutely it was absolute game changer. It is a game changer, and I started reading it again um, like a couple of months ago. And there's one thing which was which resonated with me so much, which is the more you specialized the harder it is to find a new job. Mm. You know, so I was so specialized in dentistry that for me, it was so hard for me to find a new mm. profession. I was looking for years because I had this pain. Yeah. I was looking for years for a new profession and I'm like, okay, I cannot write like copyright. I cannot do marketing. I cannot design, mm. you know, I cannot even wait being be a waiter because I never worked as a waiter. I felt like, damn it, I can, I don't know what else to do. Right? Mm. I cannot put a product on a market because I have no idea how to put product yeah. on a market. So this whole years of, you know, not well, that was knowing just what two to years do. Ago. Wow. That was two years You've ago. Two years ago. So fast. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then the two years were crazy. So I, in 2017, I looked into money and investing in index funds and Warren Buffett and what to do. And um, everybody says, oh, if you put your money, if you put $100 aside each month from, your, from mm. the moment you're born, when you're 30, you, and you put it in index funds, and when you're 30, you never have to work a day in your life. Mm. And that's also a tip um, I would give everybody out there. If you have a baby, like I'm 35 now, so a lot of my friends have babies. And, you know, I was brought up with, um, you know, you give your child some, some money on a, on a bank card when, it, when it's born, when it's 18, you give it the money. But then you lose like 35% of, of that money because of inflation, right? Mm. Every year, 2% inflation, 18 years. Um, but if you put that money, if you give your kid, if you put that money in an index fund, suddenly your kid turns 18 and you tell your kid, now you have dividends every mm. year from that money. Now you have a of one thousand, one thousand five hundred dollars or euro a year, which is just there for you, 
Um, but if you keep putting some money in until the moment you turn 30, suddenly this, this becomes like 15 or $20,000 a euro, mm. which you get dividends per yeah, year. Because you get compound interest. You get compound. You, re you reinvest your You dividends. get compound interest, yes, exactly. Yeah. And then until when you just put this money on the side for 30 years, you never have to work a day in your life. And that's what I was reading in 2017. And I said, oh my God, I missed the train. I'm already 33 and I can't mm. do that. But that's the advice I give everybody. But then I, I found Bitcoin, I looked into blockchain and said, this is amazing, the technology will change so much, decentralization, no authority, um, nobody can control it, you can be your own bank, it's the first asset in the history of humankind you really own and you can transport everywhere, like if you have, um, if you have let's say you're rich and you have a million dollar worth of gold, mm. you want to transport this, this is hard, it's impossible, right? Yeah. But with Bitcoin, you can transport it everywhere. So, and there's also the problem with voting on with blockchain technology. Finally, yeah. you can you can vote, and all those corrupt countries cannot manipulate votes anymore. So, I was so obsessed suddenly with the, the idea yeah. of blockchain and decentralization and and Bitcoin. And I'm saying, oh, you know what? All in, all in on Bitcoin. Did that um, and went for a crazy ride through the blockchain industry, traveled the world through for some companies, and um, finally ended up in Bali in December. After working with those companies, meeting amazing people, and um, going for a whirlwind of a ride, of like highs up here, lows down here, hardly depression, anxiety attacks, a lot of headaches, super crazy parties, um, being on top of earning money, and um, but then in 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 October, November, I stopped working with those companies because I was just done. I had so much headache, so I, I not, was mm. not it was not in good shape. Um, those companies were not that what what, what they yeah. seemed to be. And then came to Bali, and then a lot of soul search began. And um, yeah, that's where, where a couple of months later we met. And then there was also Bali. From the moment I arrived to Bali, was the moment where you finally can start reflecting on. Oh, basically, what what's 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 here, right? This community. You meet mm. finally people who are thinking like you. Yeah. This suddenly, I you arrive in a spot in Bali where I said I want to come here to get fit. I went to CrossFit and I just lifted weights and it was amazing. But then you meet all these other people and they said, "Oh, we're going to this mastermind. Mm. Um, we're not going drinking. We're going to this breathwork session. You're not going out. We're standing up at six a.m. in the morning and yeah. we go on the beach and doing meditation and do yoga and and suddenly and we are all about growth and mindset and personal breaking personal beliefs and I'm like. What are you all talking about? This is crazy. I never mm -hmm. heard about this. It's, and then um, yeah, you you just fall into that, and then suddenly you realize how freaking important that is. Yeah, you know, and I think that's also where we where we met, right? Um, and a mastermind about you know getting your limiting beliefs from from the things you you got when you grew up. You know, you going to school, just get your grades, do your sport. You know, maybe get a girlfriend. Go to university, get your degree, and and just earn your money. You mm. know, and don't think about how you earn your money or where your money goes and what other alternatives are out there to earn your money. Or the biggest, biggest shift for me was definitely, you don't have to have one job for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. it's especially a bad bet today because uh, I mean, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, but a lot of people assume especially in the medical industry, for example, that a lot of jobs are going to be replaced, right? So, I mean, medical industry, I mean, you need nurses. Yeah. You always need nurses. But so, some of them. Uh, like, for example, looking at um, 
in radiology, I think we already have a lot of machines that do it better than humans. It's hard. It's hard radiology. Yeah, if if you can trust, you yeah. know. And yeah, anyway, my point was like, I think yeah. I think it's cool in itself to change, and that's what life is. But it's probably what has become something interesting might become more and more necessary. Yeah. In a way. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Like that's what I see, and that's also what I like more. What about like me as a person? I am a person who likes change, right? That's why I mm. called my name, my talk, change everything because I always change everything. I changed mm. uh, from since I'm eleven to since I'm now, and now I'm, I'm my, my now newest project and my passion is now creating community, creating a tribe, creating a business tribe of entrepreneurs mm. of people who are passionate about what they're doing and killing it in business. And um, it's I call it BIG Forum. It's the BIG community. Um, you can find it now on Facebook and Instagram, and we're doing amazing events here uh, in Bali and soon also in, in other cities. Next stop is Bangkok. I franchise it out and want to create a business community all around the world um, where with people who are passionate about what they're doing, they're great in what, what, what they want to achieve in, and are just amazing human beings. And what I yeah. saw now, everybody wants to be part of a tribe. Everybody yeah. wants to be part of a community. And I just, we want to create a community with the BHG Forum, with the BHG Tribe. It stands for Business Gangsters. So I feel like everybody um, is mm. is a business gangster because we are, we have, we have freaking badasses in what yeah. we're doing. <laughs> um, we have, it's not easy to just go yeah. out there, sit by yourself and freaking do it. And yeah. with your friends at home, probably thinking mm. you're crazy or just <laughs> having an amazing yeah. life. I think uh, it really resonates when you talk about tribes. I came back to Bali two weeks ago. I was a month in Paris with uh, family, old friends, and it's true. When I'm there, I'm a bit of a, you know, different, <laughs> in a way. Like, like you know, people don't think I have a real job or that I've gone crazy or something. And it's true that it, you know, after a month is fine, but after a month, I was really happy to come back here and be like, ah, my tribe, you know, and and not being feeling too challenged or even a bit judged all the time. So I think like we can talk about uh, evolutionary speaking, we were designed to live in tribes. And I think what's interesting with tribes is we live in a world where it used to be that's your tribe. Now you have to find your tribe and it can be global anywhere in the world because you listen to all these influences. So there's a bit of a harder search there. But what I find cool is I can stay in alignment with you, who I am here and my core values and find a tribe, which was probably not possible um, a few, like, like 50 years ago or something. So yeah. I, I, I'm fascinated here in Bali about uh, build, yeah, building tribes. And I'd love to hear your opinion on like, how do you find your tribe or how do you, or maybe it means building one like, what, what advice would you give to people who are like, well, I know what my values are, I know what I want out of life, but my environment makes it a bit more challenging. It's not really a thriving environment. Yeah, um, that's a big one. So I came to Bali and had this issue in January that, um, uh, okay, I want to do something else, but I don't know what. Um, what, where am I good at? What is my passion? Where do I enlighten myself? Right? Where do I set mm. myself on fire by doing it? Mm. And um, this is a long search, but um, and it, what, what's what's really helpful is to learn how to meditate. Definitely, mm. because especially when you work when you work with cryptos, I feel you want to meditate. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, you go crazy. 
Yeah, I think it's hard to meditate when you're in crypto because you're constantly thinking just about this. And no, like I took, like, I went away from crypto and just um, sat down for like weeks and um, thought about what to do and uh, just occupied myself with stuff. But then um, amazing things happen. I, I, I just went to workshops, different kind of workshops, and then mm -hmm. I found different things which I like. And um, let's talk about that women love or are so good and, um, you know, creating circles and creating a little community and just sharing their problems with each other but men don't like i can't much remember many times where i shared with friends or family um male friends or male family my problems or my issues or my my, my concerns mm. right what i did was a male uh, what um you know in the book uh, men are from uh, Mars and Women Are From Venus, uh, this great book from the 90s written by a PhD professor who researched for seven years behavior of men and women. Uh, he just put it perfectly. Uh, for me, it puts it perfectly where he said, oh, as a man, you're, you're more likely to just, if you see a problem, you just go back into your cave, wherever your cave is, mm -hmm. your room or your headphones or in the woods, whatever your mm. cave is, right? And then you're sitting there, you're thinking about it and you want to solve it by yourself. And when you mm. solved it by yourself, then you come out of the cave and then you go up to your friends and said, oh guys, I had a problem, but now I'm good <laughs> again and yeah. I have the solution. And you know, you show your friends that, you know, you can solve a problem and you now you're, you can handle it. And now you're social again for the other ones and you weren't social for like a week and actually you were really depressed and not in a good mood. And your friends were probably worried, but of course they're also not skilled and trained in asking really, how are you doing, right? Mm. Like we have this saying of, hey man, how are you, right? Mm. And then you say, I'm good. good. And, you? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. But do you ever ask second time? Mm. You know, like, no man, how are you really doing? Mm. You know, share, you can share with me. You can share how was your day, how was your weekend, how have you been? You know, and we never do that. And I experienced that in Bali. I met this um, men's group. Like, women are so good in putting a women's circle together, and men can do the same thing. And we met, they have this amazing men's groups here. You just go in, and the one thing they say, you don't share about what's going to happen in here. Um, nobody's coaching you, but as a man do, they're mm. like, okay, you have a problem? Oh, I have the solution. I tell mm. you the solution. But who wants to hear that? I want to share my problem. I don't want to hear your solution to my problem. Maybe you don't, mm. I don't want to be coached. And um, I did that for weeks. I went there every week, listened, learned how to articulate my problems, um, articulate my desires, and it helped me. You know, now I know my 10-year um, passion vision which is like, I want to create this community, this yeah. BIG community, but my real, which is, I, I want to have that as my legacy, right? Mm. I want to want it to be there in 50 years and everybody's happy that, that you are happy that you're for 50 years, you're in that community. But on top of that, my passion project is like, I want to create a big brother program, mm. you know, a big brother program for kids who were bullied in school. Like I was bullied in school. I know how hard it is, but I changed, I changed completely. As soon as I entered university, okay. I did a 180 degrees turn about my personality and everything became much better. Mm. But as such a little things you, for like a 12 year old, 13, 15, 17 year old, if I want, I would love them to teach that, to change um, how to get treated in school. Mm. That's my passion project. And I was, I always had that in mind, but there was these limiting beliefs of, or I didn't know how to 
how to put it in a, into a tangible plan. Yeah. And now it's a 10 year plan. It doesn't, that means for me now I don't have to stress out to start it. I just have it in my head that I will mm. talk to people about it. And there's a parent out there who says, please, can you take my child for like two hours a week? I will do it. And that's the start of the business, right? Yeah. And in 10 years, hopefully it's a, it's a real business, which makes money. But on the, on that path, I will work on my other passion project, which is creating community for business mm. entrepreneurs who want to just freaking help each other and and, and share their uh, and, and ch just change their lives. I, I you think know? you nail it here with the passion. Like when I was choosing what I wanted to be an entrepreneur in, I listened to Steve Jobs and Peter Thiel, and they talk about a lot about how yeah, you want to do something you're passionate about because it's going to be for a long time, right? And I can hear when you talk that you have the that patience and at the same time that consistency that makes it work so i think that's a, a really interesting point and also about um limiting belief it's so true that i feel in this tribe here in bali like when i spend a bit of time here my limiting beliefs they go away so fast thanks to that environment and especially for example where we met at uh, genie's mastermind there was that 12 year old entrepreneur Hanley swan she does conscious fashion and she's on stage and she's like, well, when you were a kid, you had all these dreams and now you're an adult and you care so much about your opinion over the people that you don't do it. And you have a 12 year old telling you that and like, then you're like, oh yeah, I'll just go for what I want, you know? And, and, and like that environment is so important, I feel. Um, and so for you to go back on change, so you've changed like quite a lot. Can you share a little bit maybe what other people were saying or the struggles you've had, for example, when, or even for, from your own self-judgment, maybe from when you went to being a dentist, to crypto, yeah. to building these communities yeah. and have these changes. A uh, big one. I want to I wanna touch on, on Hanalei um, because I talked to the parents and they're friends of mine and they were also experts at my forum because I really love what they're doing and the energy they're having. What the father said, he said, or they always try to give her the opportunity to voice her opinion. Mm. So in, in for me, that meant they try to give her a voice. And I think it's so important, not only for kids, but also for us adults, that we voice our wishes, our dreams, our passions as much as possible. So for me, that means I go out and tell as many people as possible about my big brother program, about my um, BRG community I want to create. Because it's not for me telling them and you know, being pretentious or something. It's also for myself that I learn to articulate my vision better. So the more I talk mm. about it, yeah. I just, I, my, 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 my elevator pitch, you know, like my, my whole message will get much better. And that's what I learned from, from Hanalei. She just, she just talks so much. They just encourage her to talk, to talk, to talk. Mm. And so that's why she became so good, you know. And then it's the same not only for kids. Like teach your kids how to talk. Give them a, the, the chance to voice their opinion. But also for us as adults, if you have, a, if you have your 9 to 5 job, that's, uh, that comes back to when I was a dentist. Um, suddenly I, I experienced crypto and there was this burning desire to freaking know so much about crypto i just wanted to talk purely crypto and when i was a dentist i wanted to talk purely dentistry and i want to learn how to make this perfect i didn't mm. want to settle for mediocrity but it's all about this if you don't talk you will not get good at it and you will also don't know what you actually want 
and with, with, with crypto, that was just uh, crystal clear over time that I needed to really talk with people and find those people who speak the same language as I did. So that's why I just moved around and um, moved to other cities and moved actually to Switzerland to find those people. So I made the crazy move to move from Barcelona to Switzerland to be able to talk with people and voice my opinion. And I realized the more the more I shared my beliefs and the more I listened to other people, the better I, I got. And now it's the same thing. And it now it became crystal clear what I did subconsciously back then. Now it became crystal clear because of that girl that I just need to, we all need to um, voice our opinion as many times as possible, not for the other person to convince her, but for yourself to learn even to voice your opinion, to understand what you want. And um, those people, like when I went into into crypto, from, so the thing is I had this high value job of being a dentist in this society was top up here. Yeah. Um, everybody was like, oh my God, you are, you are, you're, you're so smart because yeah. you studied medicine. You will earn so much money Friends because you're a dentist. Proud. Everybody proud. I'm half Persian. Being a doctor is like the, the 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 smartest the smartest person you can ever be. It's an old it's an old thing in in in, in the society of Iran that if you go to medical university you are the smartest person, and it's still there. Um, which is definitely not true for 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 myself. I'm definitely not the smartest person. I was just a competitor, and I wanted to be faster, study study faster than anybody else, and that's what I did. Um, but then, you know, Sunday I had to stop working as a dentist because I had this excruciating pain and migraines every day. And now I had the issue of like, which other job can I do? Because there's no other specialization mm. for me. I couldn't design and nothing. And then I went to the blockchain. The only thing I could do was just invest money. And then people, of course, were talking to me, but in a negative way. And that's the next thing I want to tap onto it. People talk to you negative, not constructive. Um, or especially in my country, in Austria. So if somebody comes up to me and says, "Hey man, um, you are you are you are investing in stock. Um, I, did you did you research what was what where did you get your knowledge from? Right, that's mm -hmm. a great approach of telling you like, "Hey man, maybe you should let's mm -hmm. see how good you are and, and let's see how much money you invest. Like, how much percentage of your money did you invest? Like, that's a really good approach. It's a positive approach. But a lot of people do go for." Go for more like oh you invest in stock like what do you know about stock like what mm, makes you <laughs> what makes you suddenly good in stocks you're a dentist you should stay in there and not invest in stock like that's that's high risk that's you're just gambling mm. your money you see the different approaches the one is really positive the first one the last one was really mm. negative so a lot of people talk to you in a negative way and especially um, if you're going outside of the norm because they are jealous right they want to do the same thing they want to be as courageous and and um, and brave as you but they don't have that right and you did it right and um but if you meet people who come up to you in a positive way who are generally concerned about about what you do those are the people you need to be around of and those are the people i'm looking for so i i have my core values defined here in bali the next thing define your core values find them you know if you don't know what your core values are try to find out them like it's nothing you find out in one hour maybe you need a couple of weeks right and I did a two-day uh, immersion with a friend of mine here, and he pulled out my my core values for me, so I can finally vocalize them. And they're definitely like honesty, positivity. Like I am hard and super bad in lying. I it's just I just I'm just too out there honest with my opinion. Positivity. I need people to talk positive mm. around me. Enthusiasm. That's why I like Alex here. 
He's just yes. full on Woo. passionate about what he's doing. You know, he's like, yes, let's do it. Enthusiasm and um, growth. Right? Next mm. one, growth. I want to be surrounded by people who love to grow. Mm. How about courage? I find you courageous. Courageous. Courage is a good one. You know, courage is a good one. That's true. Like taking risks, mm. you know. Absolutely, it's another one. So find your core values and then surround yourself with those people. And then I realized a couple of friends of mine, they didn't have any of those core values. Mm. And that's why so, and now I know why I was not really gelling with them so well. And now I'm more surrounding mm. myself with those people. Yeah. And that made a tremendous shift in my life you know, mm. that I'm now choosing my, my surrounding by my core values. Mm. And you talked about people being negative. I feel for me there was definitely this when I changed a bit my life path. There was also worries from people who love me, but maybe project things, thinking they might I uh, might get hurt. Did you get that too? Absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You know, um, if people who love you come up to you and are negative to you, I mean, mostly they they come from a point of love. Yeah, but they don't know how to phrase it positively yeah. because that's just their upbringing yeah you know and so i had to learn now to not take it personally which is hard mm. for me because and, and just to realize they just love me and they are worried yeah. about me and it hurts but that's just the way of communicating mm. you know and and there's also i like for me there was also something which is obviously a judgment or an opinion of, of other people but so a self-image i had of myself which was something around status so you were a dentist, I did uh, the best business school in France. And at some point when you start over with a beginner's mind, in people's eyes, but also in your own eyes, you become like, you know, that person that had a high status that becomes, you know, less considered in a way and have less significance. And we, we all like to have that yeah. status, right? Was it something you struggled with a bit? Yeah, 100%, 100%. So I, I come from a doctor family. I started to be a doctor and I you know I worked promotion on the side selling some 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 beverages mm. but um, um, just this and then working as a doctor and being that person in society and people treating you um, outside of your job like this and then suddenly okay I'm now I'm working something where people just don't look at you in a, in a good way and also you're earning not as much um, you're starting as a total beginner. Also, this now and what what is what's a big mindset shift is what I learned here in Bali is, you know, I come from a world where you probably also you need three four years at university to learn it and then you are ready to work. Mm. So that's also in medicine. You need six years to learn this and then you're ready to start working, but only the little parts and then you can grow into big ones and in 15 years you're finally there to be the, make the big uh, operations. And now the mindset shift here in Bali is you can learn a job which gives you a decent amount of money in a month or you know the further you go in three months or six months. Mm -hmm. so I talked to a developer here, he says he takes a one year course and after one year he becomes a decent developer. Mm. And this is how the mindset shift nowadays where what we, you said at the beginning, more and more people will switch jobs over time. You yeah. know, you can learn a job which is higher paid in like three months, right? You can be a taxi driver for Uber, 
just by signing up, mm. you know, which is a lower level job, but you can be a UI UX designer in three months by doing a three months course. Of course it costs money, but then also my university uh, education costs money. So this, it's just education just costs money. That's the yeah. way it is. You just have to find the one you like and maybe over your period of your lifetime, you just get more different jobs and the more different the, the, the more different jobs you have, the more experience you have. And then what I also learned uh, in dentistry, the more difficult jobs I did, it's just, they just stacked on top of each other. Let's say I, I do now event management, I create community, um, I want to start a digital marketing agency, um, I want to start retreats, that's all along the line. Um, over time, everything gets much easier because I just have the experience, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, I think that answers it. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's, to me, it's like twofold. First, what we're doing is in line with evolution. So I think in term, we're, even if you look at status, money, I'm not too worried because I think this is where the world is going and we're pioneers and that is going to manifest that in... Uh, in a few years, even in terms of money status, that it, these were pretty good moves. But on top of it, there's also the fact that I think it's good in general to let go a bit of status. For me, I've done it quite a bit and almost to a point like I'd love to do maybe, you know, a couple of months as a garbage collector or cleaner, you know, there's something very, very simple to break this ego of like, I'm so smart in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Get get rid of your ego. Because you, you get you get so much freedom then. You just do the things you want to do or the things that vibe with you. You don't think too much about the your own self perception and status and what other people think. And it's one hundred percent. One hundred percent. If your ego, your mind is your biggest enemy, you know? Mm. Like if you can wake up every morning and be passionate and in good mood every morning and every the whole day then mm. then you 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 tricked your mind like you mm. conquered your mind mm. but i mean how many times are we bored or are we annoyed where there's no need you know for it or how many times are we bored or annoyed or angry about something but we know we could just you know just let it go mm. because it's not so important yeah. but we're still angry about it and it's if you can conquer your mind, if you um, let your ego go, this you know jealousy, uh, being being you know being jealous about your about you, what you accomplished, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just that was a big one for me. Yeah, makes no sense. I'm mm. happy for everybody who succeeds, right? If I'm not as successful as somebody else, I don't care, right? I'm I just wanna pursue my path where I'm stress-free, pain-free because of my headaches yeah. and just happy with the things I do each day. Did you have to work for it? Because just to give you, I feel we're quite similar in the way that we've been raised liking competition and same for the business school ideas, a competitive environment. And I feel the people who are thriving nowadays are the ones who understand that the paradigm for success is switching from competition to collaboration and the people who do really well are people who do well with collaboration but for me it's been a bit of work in a way that i had to and i'm still in the process i still have my monkey mind sometimes seeing a friend doing really good and secretly hoping that it doesn't they don't do that uh, well because yeah. i compare yeah. myself you know and like and i do this work and that's why i do with so many of these collaborations is it something 
um, that happened to for you too because for me I, I could see this pattern of my mind that I didn't like and that I overwrite little by little collaboration after collaboration to understand that if the people around me are doing are doing better it's a great thing and that a rising tide lifts all boats hey 100% 100% you you have friends and you love them and they're doing better than you and you feel like they did less work than you mm. and your work is equally as good and, and of course you're happy for them but then on the other hand you, mm. you think ah why can't it would be great if I would be as successful. It would be great if that person had a little bump in the road, <laughs> you know. And and that's a bad thought. And that's what I'm trying to learn here. Also, like I said, my core value is positivity, and I don't want to have these thoughts of mm. me thinking negative about another person. I just want to be happy if somebody is successful. And and um and I wanna. What I, what I learned for me and what I'm passionate about my project is also that I can give value to other people. It's at the moment, it's, a, it's, it's still small what I'm building with the big forum, but it's already giving value to people. And I know if I build on that now for the next one year or two years, compounding interest, you know, mm. five years, it's just compound interesting on top of each other. And Warren Buffett just showed us compound interest makes you the richest person in the world mm. you know you can be a Jeff Bezos and just crush through it but I'm working on compound interest one collaboration con collaboration at a time being happy for my friends if they are killing it and they are way faster mm. than me but you know just trying to um, know what I'm building is for me and what they are building is for them and um, be happy try to try to get that monkey brain you know, mm. kill that monkey brain yeah I feel you can even have a like compound interest with a uh networks or with skills also if you learn how to learn like that's a logic that you often speak about regarding money but that you can apply to learning in general 100% you compound your skills you compound your friends you compound mm. your network and sometimes it's it's hard right to stay on top of your network and stay on top of of uh, connections but that's why um, it's nice what we do right we do a, a podcast with each other so now we are like more connected, but it's on the same time we work, you know, and uh, it's fun it's, work. It's fun work. And then also <laughs> I talked to a friend of mine because I'm, I don't have a podcast right now because uh, it's too much work for me to, you know, to edit, upload, thumbnail, all this stuff. And I talked to a friend of mine who has a podcast and he said, oh, I just automated all of this. I just, uh, I record the podcast, put it in a Google Drive and then... I have um, a, a virtual assistant in the Philippines who cost him five for $5.50 an hour. And this person is doing now everything. And in 48 hours, this whole thing is uploaded and everywhere. Mm. So he doesn't have to do anything anymore. And the whole thing cost him $35. Whoa. So that was unreal. So I'm going to tell you the friend of mine yeah. who that is yeah. you know because like this everybody can do a podcast you know just now no, need to know now the compound interest um compound um skill of automation mm. you know so this friend now will teach me more on automation so i can you know get better in that one and compound mm. on my on my um, ventures and on, on, on the content I'm producing because I want to produce a podcast also. I enjoy having great talks with great minds, but I don't enjoy um, what comes afterwards. Not mm. a single bit. Yeah. yeah. And 
So we talked a lot about change, and you've changed a lot. Um, what's your best coping mechanism to handle change well? You talked about meditation. Like, do you have yeah, some routines, some strategies that, because change is part of life, but it's often hard. Like, the human mentality tries to often resist change. How do you make it easier to change and evolve? Oh yeah. Um... It's hard. I mean, I was always against my back against the wall um, because I, you know, with with the pain, um, I needed to look for something else. So I went into blockchain, and then blockchain, um, the whole market crashed. So I had to find something new. I always had the back against mm -hmm. my wall. Um, but what I learned is, um, um, if you make a decision, you have to be or I or maybe should be 100% behind the decision. Mm -hmm. If I'm, I, I did decisions, I, di I took decisions and then didn't get results. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was wor wor worried, I was angry why I didn't get any results and somebody else got results. Especially a YouTube channel, we did a YouTube channel and a Twitter account, but we didn't get results, but somebody else did. And we said, mm. why he's not as good as we are. Mm. But then, they believed 100% their message. Mm. And same, it's not only about what we do in this podcast, like I believe 100% everything what I just said. And Alex also, that's why he's so authentic in all his Instagram or Facebook, what I'm following him on on the podcast. But it's also for yourself, right? If you are sitting in front of your computer or if you're at, in the work and you take a decision to start a side hustle or um, to learn a new skill and you say, okay, now in the next six weeks I'm gonna learn the skill of designing or mm -hmm. of copywriting then then believe that just believe that decision just take mm -hmm. that decision with the 100% belief I will yeah. do it yeah. it's not I'm trying to no mm. full-on has to come right I, I always compare it with my time when I used to snowboard a lot so I was in a park and jumping crazy jumps and on rails and whatever because I'm Austrian that's what we do <laughs> or used to do now it's way too expensive um, so I was this big kickers, this big jumps, like five to 13 meters. And I was standing on top of them. And you know, sometimes I, I didn't jump far enough. So I just hit the flat part and not the nice part, which goes mm -hmm. down. And it always hurt. It hurt like hell. And what was the problem was that I was not fast enough, you mm -hmm. know? So I started on the top. Enough. Yeah, I was starting yeah. on the top. And then I just break, did, did little breaks before I jumped. And because of those little breaks, mm -hmm. I didn't went all the way mm. so what i what i taught myself on snowboarding the moment on i'm on the top and i say okay now i'm gonna make the 360 360 jump on that that eight meter jump mm. and the moment i turned the board to go down i told myself the moment i turn the board i'm not gonna change my decision anymore mm. i'm not gonna make little side mm. turns to break no that's the speed i'm gonna take and that's the trick i'm gonna do and i worked on worked out Perfect, and that's now how I approach things. You know, if I take a decision, yeah. follow through, follow through, full on. And that's know? why uh, I was excited to have you on the show, is because I know everything you do, you do it full on, and that's great advice. Yeah, sure. I love that one. That's one of my. <laughs> I tell that a couple of. I already told that a couple of people. I love that one. Yeah. Um, how can people follow you? Oh yeah. So um, my project passion project is big forum b 
IG Forum and then V for victory, BIG Forum V. And um, that's on Facebook. You can join our business gangster community. Everybody who is passionate about business and killing it is welcome. Or if you're about to kill it, join our community. We're going to help you there. I'm always in there just to draw and to engage everybody and try to connect people. And then um, my personal Instagram or Facebook is Dr. Sasha Vin, which is D-R-S-A-S-C-H-A-W-I-N. So Dr. Sasha Vin and B-I-G Forum V. Is Win your real last name? That's part of my real last name, yeah. <laughs> it's part of my real last name. Wow. And yeah. Do you have a last word? Um, I mean, I really enjoyed that one. That was great, great. You're a great host. You know, Thanks. you have amazing questions. It's all thought through. That's really good. And um, I think advice is what I do also with the BRG Forum. I'm um, balance out masculine and feminine um, in, in your life and in your business. Um, what that means is you know the, the the masculine is more the building the spreadsheets you know the incorporating your company there and making those partnerships with that one setting up the contract you know like mm -hmm. um deciding which numbers you're going to put in that's the masculine part right and we focus so much on the masculine part and i did it so much that but um you also have to balance it out with the feminine part of your business also your life which is more the creative part you know nothing nothing is born without creativity no idea every idea comes from a creative mind and it's the feminine part of of yourself and your business so let's say you work you want to work 12 hours a day on your business but then um, you don't count the hours where you're just sitting there looking into the sky and thinking about your business that's the feminine part which just gives you the okay what's my message about mm. what I'm what I project what's the emotion I want to give everybody um, which which colors I want to use, right? Which 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 are the best partners to partner up with, which align with my values? And we tend to not see that as working time, but it's equally as important. And that's the feminine part, and we need to focus also on that part to balance out your business. And if you want to twelve hour work twelve hours a day, work six hours a day on the masculine, six hours on the feminine. Mm -hmm. Feminine can be you're sitting on a sunset watching it, drinking a Coca-Cola or drinking a coconut or whatever. <laughs> kombucha. It's kombucha, it's also work, you know, balance it out. Thanks so much, Sasha, for dropping this value. I hope you got a lot out of it, listening to it. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you so much for the people who took the time to listen to this. And as the tradition goes, we'll finish with a big warm hug. Thank you for listening to this episode. We have a lot of exciting collaborations coming up with Sasha from Masterminds to the book, to this um, interview. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. I feel really honored and blessed that you do that. If you want to help further, don't forget to leave a nice review on your podcast app or even to make a donation on www.unlocked.me podcast.